Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live with our latest episode of College Questions. I'm so glad you are listening in. Also, I want to make mention that we have an Instagram account now, and that is just another way uh, for us to communicate out our new podcast and things we have happening. And so I would like to ask all our listeners to give it a follow. The handle is at College Questions with DJ. I did not have enough room for my last name. So that's it. College questions with DJ. You'll see the logo that looks familiar and that's it. So please go to Instagram, give that a follow and help us get the word out. And I'm also excited about this episode because it is our career spotlight number seven. And so we're always grateful for these times and our hope and prayers that as people listen to these, they might hear something that sparks their interest as many college students are in a season of figuring it out. And sometimes it's very helpful to have others who are in a season of life where they've kind of found their groove in their career to just listen in about what they do, how they started. And so today we are privileged to meet with state Senator Brianne Davis. So Brianne, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to learn because I remember when you first ran for state Senator and that was what year? 2018. Come on. Yes. And I was curious, I haven't had to talk to you about this. So this is going to be fun for me. How, when did you first think, okay, this is something I want to do. I want to run for state Senate. How did that, when was that born? Gosh, um, you know, I say that I've always, I've been drawn to politics just from a really young age. Um, It's something that I've always been interested in. I've just have, have a strong belief that you need good people in office um, running policies that we all believe in. And um, so I've just, I've felt drawn to politics for a very long time. Mm. Um, As far as state Senate specifically, I mean, that really came about quickly. Um, Our former state senator, Greg Standridge, um, was sick for quite some time Mm. and and passed away. And um, so the filing time, I mean, it was two weeks um, after he passed away. It was very quick, the turnaround. Mm. And so um, there were quick decisions to be made and um, just deciding whether or not to jump in. And I'd been serving on the Russellville School Board for nine years Mm. um, and was just ready to take on this challenge. So it kind of, it just came about quickly. And, um, you know, I've never been one to have a five-year plan or three-year plan or whatever, because I've just, life just doesn't go that way. Mm. Like you just can make all the plans, but things happen. And so I've always just tried to like go with the flow and be prepared, like do the job in front of me and then Mm. be prepared for, you know, what may come in the future. That's such a great perspective especially for college students because and I love how you said you know I was I was living my life and I was doing and I was but I paid attention when an opportunity came up and I thought hey this might be something I need to pursue and I think it's so healthy to hear that because so many times we do get caught in a groove where we just feel like we have to keep doing what we're doing and like I can't so I I just Mm -hmm. love the example of hey this opportunity came up it felt like something you know this is something I had been already thought about previously Mm -hmm. And so it was a no brainer. Um, What was it like when you knew you, how did you find out you won a, and then what did, what was that feeling? Oh my gosh. I was, it was nerve wracking. Um, to be honest, um, I was still, so when I ran, I was still serving on the school board. I still had, 
um, half a year left okay. um, to finish out my term. And I just, we had been through the primary and there were three people in the primary. And so in Arkansas, if you don't get over 50% of the vote, then you have to go into a runoff. Okay. So the primary, I made it into the runoff um, and it the it was already nerve wracking through the primary. And so when we got to the runoff, just so many people had, I, I can't even tell you the number of people that like came out on weekends and knocked on doors for me mm. and made phone calls. And I mean, it was just crazy um, mm. just how much people had invested in my campaign. Mm. And so I was a nervous wreck and we had a school board meeting that night, the same night of the election of the runoff. And I could not i waited i stayed at the school board meeting one because it was still my role i was still serving yes um but i just couldn't bring myself to go to our campaign headquarters and face people (laughs) before knowing whether or not i had won um i just couldn't learn that information in front of them and just see everybody disappointed and if i had lost and Mm so um i found out i was sitting um at a Russellville school board meeting and um johnny story um texted me I think some of the results as he was seeing them come in and um so that was kind of the media just to kind of like let us know what was going on yeah, that's so, so then you got yes. to go to headquarters and celebrate yes as opposed oh, to yeah. showing up and waiting to see what happens oh it was awesome <laughs> that is so good I love that yeah so would you help because for a lot of our listeners who you know you have a lot, obviously college students who are very interested um in politics but you have some who hey like I would just love to ask the question, what does a state senator do? What do you get to do? That's probably a fun Great way to ask. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so many things. It's it's interesting because, you know, we have um, legislative meetings in Little Rock um, throughout the year. So in Arkansas, our legislature's part-time. We have a general session, which lasts normally around three months every other year. Okay. Um, and that's only in odd years. And then in even years, we have a fiscal session where we're only allowed to deal with budget issues. Um, okay. And that cannot last longer than 30 days. So you're not talking about really that much time. I mean, four months over two years, really, mm. that you're in session. Okay. And so actually passing laws. Um, the rest of the time we are in committee meetings and um, do you know studies or hear testimony mm. from state agencies. I mean, there's things like that that we do. And then, you know, stuff across our districts. But mm. honestly, um, people come when they can. And um, if they can't, they don't. You know, it's kind you. of a... Um, a weird thing because you don't there's no one making you show up or be there so you kind of get to be as involved as you want to be okay um and so and that's nice i mean you can um, go in and sit in on committees that you're not on learn more about topics you want to know more about mm. um so and most of the members of the legislature um have other jobs like i mean because mm. we are part-time mm. so people are at home across the state working um so it's kind of a dual role there yeah what do you feel like is the most rewarding part of your job i think for me the most rewarding thing is i really i feel like a connector um so you know there's like way too many issues to know everything about Mm. um there's no way for every member or any member to know everything but Mm. what i have is access um i can get to the right people if um someone has an issue so um, 
if someone call, you know, I get calls about random things all the time that mm. I just, I don't even know where to start, but I know where I can go um, to our Senate staff and say, hey, I have a constituent with like this issue. Can you help me? And mm. then we're able to put them in contact with the people they need um, to be able to get the answer to their question or fix their problem. And so for me, I think it's just neat being able to connect people. Like I'm not the problem solver, but I get to help them that's solve awesome. their problem yes yeah you make connections mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. i love that that's awesome yeah and i know um just thinking about um the rewards there's also challenges i'm sure to any job and i think sometimes people make a mistake they have like their dream job and they get it and then they realize there's parts of every job you may not <laughs> like uh, or we'll just call them challenges yes. uh, so what would you say are some challenges to being a state senator I mean, I think for me, I've experienced so much in the past two years. There's 135 of us, and um, we have so many people tugging on us, and um, everyone has different interests and Mm. uh, different ideas. And so I think the biggest challenge is, like, we're advocating. You know, if I have a policy or a bill that's really important to me, um, I have to bring people along with me. Like, I am Mm. not – like alone in this, you know, uh, yeah. I can't just do it by myself. I can't just make things happen. Mm. Um, and I think probably that surprises people sometimes. I mean, I've been around politics for years, so it it wasn't a surprise to me as to mm. how it worked. Um, but I realize how much of a challenge it is now, mm. right? And so um, just trying to bring at least a majority of 135 people along with you, that's still mm. a lot of people. And so um, I think that's just the biggest challenge, trying to sort of like herd people in your direction of something mm. that you believe in and you want to see happen. And like, while you have a few over here that you've worked on and they agree and they, you know, say, Hey, yeah, I'll, su- I'll support you on that. You like use, lose a few over here. And so mm. you're always trying to, you know, sort of bring people in and um, help people understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Are there, so if I had like something that are, are there issues that you've gotten, which issues have you been brought, had brought to you that you get excited to try to help people come alongside of you in like is that a fair other, question yeah like other members that they've or, brought or like or, constituents that come to you and say hey like um and you you're happy because you're like hey this is something i can get behind because i imagine it's yes. harder if it's something that you're like i don't know that i can really be excited about this but it's yes. my job i'm going to try to obviously i've got to look out and serve and um mm-hmm. what are is that okay to like i would love yeah. to what are some things that have come to you that you said man this this is okay this is great i want to help help yeah. get people on board with this um well i mean i think i think the biggest thing that um has been i guess the most important to me has really been like our arkansas tech funding issue and i won't get in the weeds on it but it's something that um i do get excited about i feel very strongly about mm. um and it impacts families across the state so for me where i see it's like fair like a fair issue and like right and wrong mm. it's something that motivates me to try to make change um, there's been other issues too, like, uh, last year we, or last session in 2018, um, 2019, I'm sorry. Um, it's been a crazy, we, I know, year. <laughs> I don't know what year yeah. it is. Um, we formed a Republican women's caucus. And so we had all of the Republican women members from the house and Senate, and we came up with our own legislative package and just said mm. like, what are things, you know, cause I think a lot of times people try to, um, tie women legislators maybe to like 
you know, what you think of like traditional women's issues, Mm. um, like, you know, just normal women's issues that you hear in the media and stuff. And so, you know, we care about education and kids and, um, birth control and things Mm -hmm. like that. And, and we do care about those things, but, um, as women, we care about a lot more. We Mm -hmm. care about access to internet, um, Mm -hmm. in our homes and our communities. We care about jobs. We care about, um, access to daycare so that women aren't underemployed across the state. So, Mm There's a lot of things, and those things get me excited because we had a group of women like of the same mind working to repeal some pretty restrictive um, regulations in our state Mm -hmm. that we now are seeing the benefits of um, just because we changed policy. And so it's kind of neat to watch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is cool. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that obviously you had a history in your life of just paying attention to politics. You had an interest there. So as soon as that opportunity came up and you jumped on it, you knew like, okay, because you had kind of those things in life that pointed you that way. So I'm sure you had an expectation of maybe what to expect. Was there anything other than, and you'd referenced this early when you're working with 135 people (laughs) and trying to get the majority on board. Was there anything else that surprised you? Maybe you just didn't see because this happens in jobs, right? Like you kind of get surprised. Was there anything that that happened um, just in the job? Yeah, I think for me, like the most surprising thing was people looking me in the eye and saying, I agree with you on that bill. You are right about that. Um, But I won't support it because I'm afraid it will make somebody in my district mad. Mm. So like, you know, man, it just really surprised me. I just, you know, I, I used to live a little, you know, I used to be a little more black and white than I am now. Um, I'm a little more gray and I, I like to say I've softened a little bit. Um, mm. And I just think because of my draw to um, justice and injustice, I just I can feel so strong about things very mm. easily. Um, so I think just it was so surprising to hear people just look at me and say and it, and it wasn't like a policy. They were like, I think that's right or I think that's wrong, but I'm unwilling to vote for that because mm. I'm afraid of this thing. And I just thought, oh, well, why are we here? What are we doing? What, yes. Yeah. And so stuff like that surprised me. Um, I, I mean, I get it. I could hear what they were saying, but it just didn't make any sense to me. Mm. You know, and you, you are a very reasonable person. I feel like, um, obviously in politics, you see so much tension out there. What have you learned as far as the art of, you know, making peace with people or, or like even in that situation, you know, I imagine that as it surprised you, that would be really discouraging to me personally. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a second. I hear you saying this and yet we're not, wait, why are we, and that would be hard to deal with. How have you handled just the conflict that comes with, and it's not just politics, let's be real. It's, it's relationships, it's life, it's family, it's churches. We all have disagreements. And so, you know, politics always gets the bad rap, Mm -hmm. but that's just what's (laughs) visible to us. Right. right? I mean, there's conflict everywhere we turn. Mm -hmm. What are some things you've learned as far as just, and I'm, you know, dealing with that. How do you handle that? Not getting, not letting like that situation you just referenced, like completely, throw you off are are there any tips you've learned along the way in in dealing with conflict that comes up like that yeah I mean it's hard um because politics is relational I mean so much of like you said life is about relationships and politics is too and Mm. you know people used to always say well it's not personal it's politics 
And that's always bothered me. I've always said, actually, you know, that's not true. Mm -hmm. It is personal. Like the things that we deal with, the issues that we deal with, I was told that a lot when I was on school board. Oh, don't worry about it, Brian. It's not personal. It's politics. Um, But I felt like we were dealing with my kids' education, Mm -hmm. um, other kids across our community. That's personal. Mm -hmm. And so while it is politics, um, it is personal because everything that we do dictates um, how all of us live our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, how government regulates us or and so but um i think you just have to separate and say um you just have to separate and move on to the next bill or the Mm. next thing because the truth is um you're not gonna agree with everybody on every issue or every bill um but chances are you're gonna need them the next time around and when Mm. you're talking about session with two thousand bills filed um you're working on a lot of different issues every day and so some you know some people do um take it personal or are not able to separate well and um they'll take it out on people i've i've watched that happen mm. and i just um i don't want to be in the line of that and i yeah. don't want to do that and yeah. so i just say okay you know what there are no on this and we'll move on to the next thing well and that's so wise because i feel like we as a culture are losing the ability to disagree Mm-hmm. and be civil and even still be friends and, and it not sever everything about humanity and relationships. Yes. And I see that you, you see it on a college campus and not just politics. It's, it's everywhere. And I'm, that sads me because we, mm-hmm. we should be able to have disagreements and still have reasonable conversations. Mm-hmm. And so that's encouraging just to hear you talk about in a, in a real life situation that applies to all life and certainly where you are and, and, working with other people where you, like you said, you're going to have those disagreements, but you know, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that and that's healthy to hear. Um, yeah. What have you learned about yourself since starting <laughs> this? Cause you know, obviously that's a whole new role, right? That's yes. a whole new thing. Like you, for, you were from the outside looking in young, like before this opportunity came up now, you know, you've been in the mix for over two years now. Uh, what do you feel like you've learned about your, I kind of want to ask a twofold question. What have you learned about you? And then what have you learned about other people? And we've kind of already hinted at what we've learned about other people. Uh, yes. Sometimes they're not willing to follow their convictions, but, but uh, maybe there's something else, but what have you learned about you and, and other people? Yeah. So for me, I mean, that's, it's kind of hard when I, I've uh, thought been thinking a little bit about just, you know, what have I learned about myself over the past two years? And, mm. Um, I realized a few months ago that I was just so angry. <laughs> I mean, mm. honestly, like, and I didn't even know it. It's like, you know, they say a frog, like, how do you boil a frog? And it's like, you put them in cold water and then like slowly mm. the water boils, but you couldn't just put a frog in boiling water. They jump right out. And I, I have noticed that, um, about me, I was just, like tense and angry a lot. And I think it's just cause like so many issues are super contentious. <laughs> and mm. so like, and we're um fighting in a debate sense all the time um whenever we're down in little rock and and there had been just so much stuff going on the past two years and then also with um covid and um there and so i realized that in my um like while i was trying to just say like hey no big deal next issue um you're doing like a lot of repress, repressing with that because mm. you're just on to the next thing and you're not always dealing 
And I didn't even realize, but I was like, why do I, my shoulders are tense. I feel like I'm angry all the time. Why is that? And so I just sort of had to like take some breaths. And I just tell myself that, like, take a breath, like unload the backpack. It's not yours to carry. And so Mm. there's just, it goes back to, I think the way that I feel justice and injustice real strong Mm. and um, is like, it's hard for me to see things happening that I truly believe are an injustice. Like Mm. things that I just say, like, that is wrong. And no one is willing to come alongside and help fix that. Mm. It's outrageous to me. But because I feel that so strongly, and I just keep seeing example after example of that happening. And I don't mean to say that, like, uh, to you know, put it on everybody else. The truth is we have a huge state government. We have a multi-billion dollar budget. Um, We have tons of state agencies, many members of the legislature. Like, it's just Mm. a big thing. You don't just like change it overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, things move slowly. And um, if you feel injustice real strong and you see things that are wrong and you want them fixed, it's hard. It just builds up. Mm. And so I think that was one thing I learned like, oh, okay, I need to recognize what's happening, that I'm feeling this injustice. I need Mm. to like learn how to deal with it a little better. Mm. Um, And then I think I've learned a lot about um, just, I don't know, my like my capabilities maybe, or I don't want to say confidence because I feel like I've dealt with that over the years. Mm. Um, But it's, you know, just growing up, I think as um, a woman in my 20s and now my 30s, uh, and it's probably true for all young people. Like people always want to tell you like when they think you're ready for something, like when you have enough experience and mm-hmm. um, they want to tell you what they think you're capable of and sort of put you in a box on it. And so for years, I've just um, heard those things. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. um, and a while ago, I let qu- people quit determining those things for me. Hmm. Uh, but I think just being in Little Rock, um, around other people, recognizing that, hey, we're equal here and um, I'm just as capable and just taking on maybe some more challenging things. It's been fun. That's awesome. Um, Do you feel like, because you had referenced something, and I I know you're a Christian, uh, and I always like asking the question, you know, what's it like to be a Christian in your job? Mm-hmm. because that's different in different settings. Like for me in my job, you know, it's, it's different. I work with a lot of other <laughs> right. Christians. Uh, we, we joke. I, I, I think all other Christians. So, but for you, like, what's that been? Uh, what, what is that like? Um, what are the good things about that? What are the challenges to that? Um, you know, I, th- well, I think like one, cause we do live, I don't want to say live in the South. Cause I do think the world has changed a lot in the past couple decades, mm. even being able to say that, but, um, a lot of other members, um, I would say are Christians or, um, mm. you know, different denominations, but, um, are people of faith. And so mm. it's, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's just challenging. Like it would be everywhere else. Like mm. it is just in the world of today to be a Christian, um, and the way that we deal with people and the way that we watch other people who say they are Christians deal with mm. um, each other. And um, so it's, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the better question is, how has yeah. it helped you? Yeah. Like, how has it helped you? Because I, I think of it when a lot of what you were describing, especially when you start talking about justice and injustice, I think one of the hardest things for me when you, you know, it, there is so much injustice in the world Mm -hmm. and it's really hard Mm 
to to fathom if you really want to take a look at it and and you don't want to ignore those things but sometimes i struggle with i I can come consumed with like how in the world like is this possible right how is and how are people okay with this happening especially if people have the chance to make a decision that would maybe alter the way that is going and now you're telling me you're not going to do that so you have a, a chance to decide on something that would help bring justice and out of fear of whatever you're going to allow injustice to stay. That's very difficult Mm -hmm. because if I look around the world, nearly every injustice, like, I mean, I'm, I feel pretty helpless. And so I imagine that, um, but I think of so much, you know, of who God is. And obviously like, I know that has to help you. Um, I feel like that's what helps me. Like I've, I've said a lot, especially over the last six, seven months as we've all dealt with the craziness of COVID and, um, there's so much, you know, we have racial tension and there's all these things happening in, in our country. I've said often, like, I, I don't know how people do it who don't know Jesus mm-hmm. because that he, I'm just glad I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's so much of it that feels like you can't, but I imagine that has helped you, you know, knowing God and know, okay, like. I can't, there's, I'm going to do my part, but I can't control what others say and do. Right. Yeah. And there is a piece with, I'm, I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm trying to communicate is like, I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed that this person's whatever, but, <laughs> but I've done my part and I can be at peace with that. Right. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Yeah. And I mean, yes. And I would say too, you know, I just, um, there are so many, I guess, like games, that you know strategies and games that are played in politics that mm. um i just try to remind myself like what you know you kind of say like what do you want to be said of me and um i i do want to be someone that keeps their word and that if someone knows you know if i go talk to somebody about something whatever i mean a simple thing doesn't but just that I'm going to speak bluntly and speak the truth to them i'm not going to try to manipulate or like mm. i just want to be um true to my words and what I say. Mm. And, and I think that's important that, you know, we're truthful, we're compassionate, mm-hmm. we're um, a lot. Of, and so, and so that helps me because, you know, I think that's the right thing. And, um, yeah. and biblically, just how we deal with people, how we um, go straight to people. I mean, that's one thing in politics, people, if they're mad at you or try to, you know, they want to go behind your back and mm. come up with some plan to try oh, to do something man. else that messes with you. And, um, for me, I mean, I just don't want to do that. I want um, people to know, hey, if Brian has an issue with me, um, I'll know it because she'll have come to mm-hmm. me. And um, so I just try to deal with people, I think, in um, what I think is the biblical Which way. Which I, I imagine that would give you, I know it's funny, that the biblical principles are incredibly wise. Can <laughs> yeah. you imagine, like, both in families and um, churches, teams, if uh, schools, like uh, administrations, if when people had an issue, like when I was getting ready to do the journeyman project, I remember they called it the, I think it's Matthew 18. It's either 18 or 19. I think it was 18, but they call it the Matthew 18 principle. Like where Jesus is talking about, look, if you have something to get someone, you first, you go to them yeah, and have a conversation. <laughs> and then, you know, if you feel like it's not right, bring someone else in. And it's like, you just go to that person. Mm-hmm. You just go to like so easy. the conflict <laughs> that would be made right and would dissolve. And would, if you would just go to them, just go straight to them. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to do. Yep. And a lot of times if that happens, it tends to work out. Absolutely. And maybe it's a tense conversation and maybe it's not fun, you know, and mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine. He said, you know, those conversations that you really don't want to have that you get nervous about having that you question that you 
are like, ah, I don't want to have this conversation. He said, those are the conversations you better make sure that yes, you have. Absolutely. And I thought that was so good. I was like, man, mm-hmm. that's right. Because th- I don't know about you, but it's hard sometimes whether whether you're in the wrong or they're in the wrong mm-hmm. or whatever. You feel like those are hard conversations. But man, when we have them. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Instead, uh, that's so refreshing to hear. Like, let's not play games. This happens. Yeah. It does. It happens across the board mm-hmm. among businesses, organizations. The games are played. Like, yes. man, let's keep it simple. Yes. Just go to that person. It's it, amazing what can happen. Yeah. It would change so much. So many relationships. I feel like if we just yeah. were um, would say things to people's faces, have yeah. those hard conversations. Well, and that's that's just cool to hear. You know that that you can be an example, and and I know I think that that makes a difference when you see someone doing that. I think it kind of helps them second guess when they go to not do that the next time. They're like, wait a second, I remember Brienne did this and. You know, that tend to work. That worked out pretty good. Maybe yeah. <laughs> now, maybe not. Maybe some, you know, but yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You know, obviously uh, part of the intention is, hey, maybe someone's interested in in running mm-hmm. for office at any level. Mm-hmm. What would you encourage to someone listening who says, you know, I've, I'm kind of like Brianne. I, I've uh, kind of been I've had interest in this. Maybe this is something I would like to do. What would you encourage them to consider? If, if that's something they want to do later in life. Yeah. Well, I would say that um, there's no right path to get there. So I have people ask me, you know, well, what did you do? What's the path that you took? Um, and I didn't really take a path. I just was living life and the next opportunity, then the next opportunity. And um, especially in Arkansas, um, I mean, I know other states are different, but with the part-time legislature, we're meant to be a working, legis- a citizen's mm, legislature. Okay. And so um, the idea is that we all come from different walks of life, uh, different backgrounds, career choices, whatever, and come together in Little Rock and make policy decisions um, that we think are in the best interest of our Kansans because mm. we are all living in the world with them you know in our you know we're not just bottled up in little rock 12 months out of the year we are you know going to work most days of the week or whatever and so um i would just say you know there's no secret path there's no you know some kind of like recipe you need to be able to get there Mm. um and i would say don't let people um like have good close people in your life that can tell you the truth you need people who can you know just tell you the truth Mm. um but don't let there be a bunch of people in your life that discourage you or or want to tell you all the time Mm. that you're not ready or it's not your time Uh, um right so it's like know which voices to listen to telling you that oh a lot because i'm you referenced that earlier but i didn't catch that that's what you were you were saying that 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 you had some of those voices yes. oh yes. i didn't know oh man they, could, what would they say you you don't have enough experience you're not oh, what, what were just whatever yes so many things the stories and then you I have could to choose but see this yeah. is a great lesson on yep. what you're listening to because mm-hmm. what i hear you say listening jack what i hear you saying is you're gonna have people tell you that mm-hmm. and you got to make up your mind who you're gonna listen to because yes. you also had other people mm-hmm say i'm sure give you words of encouragement like this is awesome you're ready for this mm-hmm. the exact opposite of all the other junk you were mm-hmm. getting yeah and yeah and that's the thing like at the <clears> end <throat> of the day like i did you know i did have a bunch of people who didn't know me well i'm um, mm-hmm. not people close in my life um try to tell me you know why i wasn't ready or why i couldn't do certain things um but at the end of the day um i was elected to school board three times i'm very Mm. grateful for that that means there were people in the community who didn't know me well but believed that i could or that i Mm. had the experience and the same thing with state senate and so um 
I just, what I, what I have just thought so many times throughout my life in doing this work is I remember growing up as a kid, I always thought, you know, okay, well, you know, when I'm an adult, uh, people will be nicer and like adults will do the right thing because it's the Mm. right thing. Like in general, I thought I was like very like idealistic, I guess. I just thought people make right choices and people are nice. Like once Mm. we're out of junior high and high school and kids aren't mean anymore. And like what I found out is um, they're just the same, but in adult bodies. (laughs) Yeah. And so I've, I've had, Uh, multiple times I mean grown men corner me and tell me you know just all why I wasn't why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing and just try to have fear and intimidation and and the truth is it was you know people that you might say are pillars in the community and so um and that's hard I think that's hard for someone in their 20s to hear and Mm. so just my encouragement so when when people come to me like younger people come and say hey I'm thinking about doing this what do you think or whatever I just never tell them why they shouldn't be doing that. Mm. I don't even care if I think that, which, you know, but I just say like, here's what you need to think about. Here's Mm. some things that, you know, you can consider and here's what, Mm. here's my advice. Um, Because I just don't want to be that person to somebody else. I don't want to speak some of those things or make someone feel like they're not uh, capable. So, yeah, well, that's good advice because I think all of us have, that wrestling with thoughts and it, <clears throat> yeah, we probably have that question whether people are saying it or not. <laughs> like, yeah, am I ready for this? I know I've had those moments like, man, can I do this? Like, that's going to mm-hmm. happen naturally. Well, then you throw in these immature, grown up bullies, yeah. is, you know, who are going to speak that kind of, you know. So mm-hmm. you got to know and you got to know what to listen to. And so I like what you said. You know, you got to have people in your life that are going to be honest and truthful, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to help balance out some of the other junk you're going to get. So. Yeah, just got to know how to wade through it. And, yep. um, and it works out. I mean, I, there's a quote I love. It says, uh, when you're silent, you're letting other people speak for you. Hmm. And um, and I just think if we let people, if there's something that we want to do or something that we're passionate about or maybe something we're scared to do, but we want to jump into, um, but we're just kind of feel reserved or held back. Hmm. Um, but we feel for some reason that we could, you know, be helpful to that thing or play, you know, play a part. Um, I think it's just important to remember that when you're silent, you're letting other people speak for you. And, Mm. um, and we all have a different point of view, um, a voice Mm. to be heard. And it's important that our voices are in all walks of life Mm. and, um, just not to let other people's voices, the ones that want to, you know, tell us what we can't do Mm. and speak for us while we sit silently. Mm. Um, so, just encourage people to move forward and pass their fear where they say like being courageous is not the absence of fear, but it's doing something while you're afraid. And and that's really Mm. important in politics. Mm. That's good. Mm. Well, I think that applies no matter what, you know, for sure politics and whatever students are going on to do, because I think there's any aspect and I'm, you know, I don't know if you experienced this early on, you know, I, I only have my experience with, being a college pastor, a student, a, a children's pastor and stuff like that. But I, uh, anytime you start something new, it is scary. Like there is mm-hmm. fear there. And I imagine there's fear anytime you have, um, oh, what's the quote? It's kind of like, a don't do what's easy, do what's right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's such a, and I don't know if that's exactly right, but the point is, you know, oftentimes it is, um, there's fear that comes if you're going to do what's right. And if you're going to stand for justice, often there's going to be things that counter your mind and other people to try to hold you back from doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's just encouraging 
you know, to hear you say that, like, listen, you know, if that's something you're interested in, go for it. And, you know, you're going to have, have the expectation. You're going to have some people try to squash those dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you need to keep moving forward if that's something you feel passionate about and, and who knows what doors will open. So I think that's good. That's just a good life lesson because I don't, I think you're right. You know, I'm trying to teach my kids that right now. I was like, look, that this is part of when we're scared to do something, this is the opportunity to be brave. Yes. Like, exactly. so scary things. I'm not saying seek scary things. Right. Um, but when you find yourself scared, like that's a, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is a natural thing. We emotion we have is fear. And then recognize this is an opportunity to be brave. And so mm-hmm. that could be to just say a kind word or I'm trying to, my kids are all little, so I'm trying to teach them to stand up to bullies. Yes. And, you know, that's probably something I'm passionate about that, you know, I'd yeah. love to talk to you about sometime, but it's, it's mm-hmm. fun. Like, how do we do that? And how do, we, but those things are going to happen. And oftentimes if they're willing to just say something, mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, you know, they train at a martial arts gym here in town. It's like they, the a line they say in their creed is common sense before self-defense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I could just teach yeah. them to be brave and say that word, um, and yep. be that person who's willing to say that, then I think that transfers a life. Then they grow up and they're not the person you described earlier mm-hmm. that's saying all this silly stuff to someone. They're mm-hmm. speaking words of life and encouraging someone. Oh, man, I never, that's cool. I've never, I didn't know you were thinking about that. Yes. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Why is who, that hard? <laughs> who, who am I to say whether someone's fit for something or not? Right. Like, especially in an area I don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, But even if I do, like that's not, you know, anyway, that's good. So, yep. well, one last question, uh, just is there anything else that we didn't get to talk about? Because obviously this really could. And, and with your job, you know, there's a lot of things I'm sure we could discuss. But is there anything else that you may, wanted to make sure that you communicated to our listeners? Gosh, um, I don't have, no, I don't have anything um, big or, you know, I feel like we covered so much. I think it's, I think it's just um, as you kind of grow up and uh, become an adult and find yourself, I think just knowing having your own compass and obviously that compass includes Christ like but just finding a way to finally be grounded in who you are and um and like we just said don't be afraid to stand up or speak up um or have the hard conversations um it matters in the end um it pays off and mm. um just in your relationships and how you deal with people and I, to me that's the most important thing just mm. the re- the relational aspect and dealing with mm. others that you know you can't always fix the problem or whatever, but you can always uh, deal with people well. Mm. Um, you can make that choice each day. And so I think, you know, I think that applies across, like you said, it's like humans. It's mm. um, society, the world we live in. It's not specific to um, a career or a mm. job. Um, it's just how we choose to carry ourselves. There's a quote that I really like, and I'm. you could probably take this too far, but in balance, I think it's really good. And it, and it says, let people feel the weight of who you are and let them deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because when it comes to us being brave and making decisions that are hard because, oh, I, this person's not going to like this decision I'm going to make or, or what's going to happen. There's going to be just, you just be who you are, especially if we're talking about Christ as the center and he's the driving force, then, then we can let people feel the weight of that and let them deal with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, take stands and be brave and, uh, and I love how there's a theme happening with these career spotlights and I really appreciate it. And it's that <laughs> a lot of times I've, I'm hearing all everyone that I've done this with say, Hey, I didn't necessarily have this figured out from the beginning. This was a journey. Mm-hmm. And I see college students put a lot of pressure on themselves to feel like they have to figure it out in that season of life. And 
I've heard every single time in their own way, what's communicated is, mm-hmm. Hey, like there's going to be a season to figure it out. Just trust the process, trust the journey, soak up life as you're going along for the ride and pay attention to opportunities that come along and you're going to figure it out. And yeah. I think that's so freeing mm-hmm. because I feel like, and I felt that it's been a while since I've been in college, but I do remember there is a sense of pressure from, it could be coming from parents or just from society or just in our own minds of like, we feel like we have to have this thing figured out, but I appreciate these episodes because I feel like it's a reminder of it's okay to not have it figured out. And I'm in a season of, I'm going to just pay attention and here's an opportunity. I feel like I'm going to do this. All right. I want to do it well. And We'll see what happens. Yes. There's something very freeing about that. And I, and, it, and I've heard it from you. I've heard it from others. And I just yeah. want to point that out because uh, I think that's really healthy. I think we mm-hmm. put unnecessary pressure. Yes. To. I did in my 20s. I, you know, thought that I needed to. I did. I had a lot of pressure on myself to, you know, feel like I did need a plan or needed to know. But I mean, if you know everything by the time you're 22, like, well, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what's the rest of life for if you're exactly. not, you have nothing left to learn or nothing, nothing left to figure out along the way, um, you know, then that's not fun. You want to be a life learner. I think the older I get, I'm more content admitting often, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm OK yeah. with that. Like, there's a lot I still got to figure out. I think mm-hmm. that's funny. Uh, oddly enough, I think somehow that's maturity. (laughs) The more you like when you talk anyway, I just, there's something to that. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and I hope and pray that you guys listening in, uh, we're encouraged today to hear, um, honestly, maybe if, even if you're not drawn to, uh, a political career, Uh, It's encouraging to know because of what we see in media. Sometimes you forget that these are real people with real emotions and real families and and real connections. And there are people in the midst of our uh, political makeup that do know Jesus and they're trying to stand for what's right and what is just. And so I'm grateful for you and your example to do that. Uh, I'm very thankful for you and the many others who uh, who do want to stand for what's right and are trying to do what's right before God and and trying to help our nation. uh, you know, with, with bringing justice, um, and, and being brave and making decisions that are calling out injustice. Um, and I think God is honored in that. So thank yeah. you for, for the role that you play in that and yes. for you paying attention and, and being willing to take a leap of faith, even when people are telling you not to. So, yeah. thank uh, you. thank you guys for listening in. Uh, once again, be sure to follow the Instagram and, uh, we're, thankful for our listeners. We appreciate you guys and excited to be back. Uh, I was in quarantine for a few weeks, which is why we didn't have episodes for about three weeks. So thank you all for being patient and we are excited. We've got some more episodes lined up this week and we'll be getting those out to you soon. So until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.